in three, in two, and one. Hi, everybody. Tim Anderson here, the Appraiser's Advocate. Thanks for sitting down with me today. I appreciate it. It's a pleasure to be with you. And we call this one, What Else Does the Newbie Need to Bring to the Table? In a recent podcast, we talked about just that. What does a newbie, or even a relatively new appraiser, need to bring to the table in order to induce a mentor to hire him or her? One of the things we decided was there had to be a certain technical expertise. So because we've talked about the technically or the technical expertise end of things, we're not going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about something a little bit harder to quantify. What we're talking about is a sense of wonder, a sense of curiosity, a sense of learning. Now, let me explain what I mean. Way too often, appraisers express a sense of curiosity, but not a sense of intellectual curiosity. Here's what I mean. The appraiser will say, how do I do that? Now, there's nothing wrong with that. That's a basic requirement of an appraiser. But an even more important requirement is not how do I do that, but why do I do that? In fact, that should be the first question. Why do I do that? Then learn how do I do that? Now, way too often, because there is so much mathematics in appraisal, we tend to take a look at a question, at an appraisal question, as if it were a mathematics question. And as you think back to high school algebra, etc., there was one answer. There was one problem. There was one answer. The problem that we have as appraisers is there are many questions, and each of those questions can have many answers. So as a result, we have to be able to understand that there is more than one way to answer any question. That takes a sense of what is called abductive reasoning. Now, that's an interesting term. Deductive reasoning and inductive reasoning tend to be very precise. Deductive reasoning is reasoning from the general to the specific. Inductive reasoning is reasoning from the specific to the general. But abductive reasoning is basically guessing, frankly. Abductive reasoning starts out with an observation or a set of observations. In other words, a whole bunch of comparable sales. And then it seeks to find the simplest and most likely conclusion from those observations, knowing full well that if there is another set of observations, there would be another set of potential answers. This process, unlike deductive reasoning, yields a plausible conclusion, but does not verify that conclusion. Abductive reasoning conclusions, therefore, are qualified. In other words, they have a component of doubt. They have a component of uncertainty. Let me give you a specific example. The definition of market value starts out the most probable price. The reason we have to reason abductively is because we are not dealing with a set of logical parameters. We're dealing with the emotions of buyers and sellers. As a result, one seller will ask $10,000 for the swimming pool, where the buyer might be willing to pay $7,500. So as a result, we have a lot of data, a lot of which is noise, 
And we have to cut through that noise somehow to get at the facts. And one of the ways we do that is abductive reasoning or guessing. Now, let me be specific. Let's suppose you have a property that was listed for sale for $400,000 and it went under contract for $405,000, very common in the current market. We don't know if $400,000 is the market value. We don't know if $405,000 is the market value. We don't know if something else is the market value. So basically, what we do is we guess. We assume, we guess, that $405,000 is the market value. Then we go out and we look at the market. Does the market support $405,000? Or does it support something else? If it supports $405,000, then we go with it. We don't know that that property is worth $405,000. All we can do is look at the data and listen to what the data tell us, and the data indicate that, yes, $405,000 is within a reasonable range of values. That's one reason that in addition to the sales comparison approach, we also do the cost approach. This is going to be a revolutionary idea. Don't send me hate mail, or if you do, attach it to a $100 bill. The cost approach and the sales comparison approach measure the same thing. They both measure the value of the underlying site, the market value of the underlying site, as if it's vacant and available to be put to its highest and best use. And they measure the contributory value of the improvements. Therefore, the two value indications from the sales comparison approach and the cost approach should come in relatively close to each other. If they don't, then first of all, check for math errors. Then we're going to go into what that difference could mean, but we're going to do so in another podcast. That's not the purpose here. Then we look at the income approach and the same thing. What does it tell us relative to the value of the site and the contributory value of the improvements? Now, because relatively few residential properties are traded specifically for rental purposes, we don't pay a lot of attention to the income approach, which is okay. But the point is, we've got two indications of value that should be relatively close to each other. Therefore, what we have just proven is that our guess, that $405,000, is a guess the market supports. And let's face it, USPAP doesn't require that we prove anything. Fannie Mae doesn't require us to prove anything. However, they both require us to support our conclusions. And if we can support our conclusions out of the market, we've done our job. So as a result, when it comes down to what does a newbie need, what does a newly minted appraiser need, many things, many technical skills, Excel skills, word skills, typing skills, phone skills, personal skills, etc., but those appraisers also need a sense, a skill in intellectual curiosity, not so much to answer the question, how, but to answer first the question, why, then to answer the question, how. That's what a newbie needs to bring to the table. I appreciate you sitting down with me today. 
This is Tim Anderson, the Appraiser's Advocate. If I can ever be of help to you, please contact me, Tim, at theappraisersadvocate.com. It will be an honor to work with you. It will be a pleasure to help you out of any issue you might find yourself in. Again, that's Tim Anderson, Tim, at theappraisersadvocate.com. I look forward to hearing from you. Please let me extend my best to you and your family. And we're clear. Oh, and by the way, how much do your efforts contribute to value?